Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Netflix and Swill podcast, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb. And I've been playing Halo Infinite all week. Yeah, how's that? And I shouldn't say all week. I played it. uh, It came out Monday. So, of course, uh, Monday, Inside Baseball for everybody, is the night when I edit the podcast. So I was like, oh, do I edit the podcast? Which is a a pretty long podcast. It went for uh, almost uh, 100 minutes. Or... No, 90 minutes. Right. Oh, it was over 100 minutes. Uh, yeah, I had to think. Gerald's um, going to be furious. He, well, he, Gerald doesn't listen to anything longer than uh, four seconds anyway. So, I um, you, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do that in between matches of Halo, which I actually do that relatively often. Like, I play video games while I'm editing the episode. Mostly because we're sort of professionals and aren't fucking garbage at talking, so I don't have to edit out too much. But uh, there are some times where one of us will hit the um, pause, um, and then it'll be like, oh, well, this is ruined. Um, I don't know what you mean. Nobody knows what I mean. But yeah, uh, been playing Halo Infinite. Uh, I played Monday, I played Tuesday, I played Friday. Uh, and I can say. Look, it's it's a good Halo. It's it's a fun Halo, but only for about like I think I played ten hours total, and I went okay, I'm good for now, because it has a, a real big problem where uh, in old Halos you would be able to select which queue. So like, let's say you wanted to play only objectives, or you wanted to play only Swell- Slayer, or you wanted to play like a specific version of Slayer, they'd have those queues available. Uh, now all they have are a queue for quick play which is you know regular 4v4 halo which could be anywhere from slayer to objectives most of the time it's objectives even though you want to play slayer Slayer the whole time uh then you have big team battle which is most often objectives but sometimes you you get big team battle slayer uh the the point being i just i just wanted slayer you know i i don't i don't trust my random teammates to be able to be good at fucking playing oddball although uh cory and i found a fucking hack for one one of the maps in in the game where it's like easily defensible and you just win oddball every time if you get it to this spot so uh we we did it everybody we're there <laughs> uh i haven't played a shooter in like 10 years uh is it worth it for me to check this game out well let me tell you something the multiplayer is uh free 99 free 99 you can go on steam right now and you can uh, download it. It's a, I think a 26 gig download. Yeah. So it's not that big of an investment. So it, I mean, yeah, if you want to, you can hook up your Xbox controller. Uh, I've been playing with an Xbox controller. I've been uh, trying to use the Xbox Elite controller, which has the paddles on the back, because I've been noticing that I take my hand off the um, the right trigger too, or not the right trigger, the right stick too much in order to do stuff. So I'm trying to break my brain of that. Uh, but then I just got too frustrated. Because uh, skill-based matchmaking kicked in, which is the bane of everyone who plays first-person shooters' existence. 
Free free is my favorite price for a game. <laughs> it's true. The multiplayer is free. The campaign will not be free, but the, at least you can have fun uh, until I start screaming at our opponents, uh, and then you will stop having fun. Have you checked out Splitgate? Uh, I was going to, but then I forgot, and then the game died. <laughs> I don't know. It looked fun, but... Uh... Hmm? I don't know, it's basically like, I don't know, Quake or like any other deathmatch type shooter. But uh, right. the twist is that you have the portal gun. A lot of people compared it to a fusion of Halo and Portal. Yeah. But it doesn't have vehicles, which is has always been like the biggest selling point for Halo. I don't like vehicles in Halo. I don't. <laughs> I don't, man. Like, I, I know why everyone loves them. And like, you can have some cool, fun plays whenever you have vehicles and shit. But like, when there's random matches where you have somebody on a fucking ghost and it's like, oh, cool. I can't do anything about this because I don't have any stickies or anything. I, I just I just lose. Good. I just like when somebody tries to hijack my vehicle and then I drive off a cliff. Yeah, that's pretty good. But uh, yeah. Uh, I might get back to Halo whenever I come back from uh, being in Pittsburgh. I may even play some Halo, depending on what happens. But uh, for for now, I'm taking a pause on it because uh, I, I think I got to the point where, like, I'm at my skill base. I, I'm at my skill level with everybody, and that's fine. But it just makes games incredibly frustrating because it feels like no one knows what they're fucking doing, despite the fact that I know what I'm doing. Uh, I will say I did have a game where I had 20 kills and five deaths. So uh, thank you uh, whenever Corey hopped on for the first time to tank my FBMM just for one match. So I felt like a fucking god. Neat. What's up with you? Not a whole lot. I've been. uh, Been going through. uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond a little bit. Mm hmm. How's that? I haven't put a ton of time into it. I just got the second badge, so okay, it's fun. I uh, I don't know. I'm just like dicking around in the underground. Yeah, I was never gonna buy the remakes because I'm tired of them remaking games. I, I you know, like I I get why they do it. Uh, they still sell millions of copies, but I, I don't want to support that practice anymore. I'd I'd rather them just port the games. And make me buy that instead, because I at least had fun with those. And the the remakes have always had something a little off to them. Yeah, I don't know. I I kind of I kind of disagree. I don't know. I um I didn't really give a shit about like uh the red and green remakes on the Game Boy, but like I didn't really like Ruby and Sapphire, and I liked the the 3ds remakes quite a bit played those a lot um i liked diamond and pearl but i don't know it got it like it's hard for me to go back to those games so like sure getting a new fresh coat of paint on it it's it's fun all right well i mean to each his own how opinions work everyone's got one yeah it's fine and it was always fine um i don't know I'm more excited for Pokemon Legends Arceus than anything else, really. Yeah, it looks cool. It's like Pokemon Monster Hunter. Yeah. Although, uh, I'm sure people are going to find ways to complain about that, too, because, you know, everyone has to complain about everything. Why can't I get all the Pokemon into Pokemon game? Because? Well, why? Because you touch yourself at night. 
And like, I, I don't know, man. Who cares? If it really matters I, that much, um, you don't buy it. I know very little about that game. I don't like. Can you trade in battle online or is it just like. Kind of uh, like uh, XD Gale of Darkness on the GameCube where it's just like a single player campaign that's kind of tangential to the main games or. I don't know what it is. It looks cool, either. though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 very interested in that game, but. <sighs> Fuck me. Uh, I'm going to lose my fucking fantasy matchup where I scored 51 points from my fucking defense and kicker. I'm so mad. Well, there goes my playoff hopes. <laughs> in your league or in your two leagues, I'm winning. I actually have a backdoor into the Yahoo League into the playoffs and the other league. I'm definitely going to get to the playoffs because everyone else is bad. Yeah, I looked at my uh, my Yahoo League today and I was like. Projected to have like 330 points or something. Yeah, it's now at 301. But it, yeah, at one point it was 330. Uh, I want to point out, I am the second highest scoring team in the league and I am three and seven. So, yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> what a dumb thing fantasy sports is sometimes. All right. Uh, well, let's uh, kick off the show proper with a segment we like to do called What's Your Swill? Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans. Stay away from the can. Uh, and we'll start with you. What do you have, Dan? All right. I am drinking. A Limerita. This is from the Anheuser-Busch Company. Uh, it's a, a, a sparkling margarita with uh, lime. Uh, and let me tell you something. Let me tell you what I taste more than anything else. Lime. Like, I I know when it, when it says Lime Rita, I'm like, okay, there's going to be some lime to it. Obviously, I like lime. Cool. I didn't expect, like, only lime. Like, it, it, it barely tastes like there'd be, like, a tequila flavor at all. Like, there's barely any agave in there or anything. Like, it, it, it just tastes like lime, man. It's not good. I spent, like, three bucks on this, and I'm glad I spent three bucks on, uh, you know, an oversized can, but uh, thank God I didn't buy like a six sixer of this because I would have shot myself. <laughs> what do you have? Uh, I'm having the last beer from my other birthday six pack, which is a Rheingeist Bubbles Rosé Ale. There you go. It's uh, the the best adjective I have to describe it is juicy. Like it's very fruity and fruit forward and mm. it's uh ostensibly a beer but it does taste like a rosé okay so uh i don't know it's basically on par with the snoop dog 19 crimes <laughs> but better yeah sure all right and that'll bring us into news oh shit it's mail time uh, so Netflix heard everybody bitching about a lack of transparency into viewing stats and has released top10.netflix.com, a website that provides hours viewed rounded to the nearest 10,000 for everything in their global top 10. Uh, people continue to complain. Yep. Uh, so first and foremost, do you care about viewing statistics at all? Not at all. Okay. Uh, I care a little bit, uh, unlike I care a lot. Uh, so for instance, uh, 
the top 10 overall. Well, so they, they break it down into four different categories. They have films, English, films, non-English, TV, English, TV, non-English. Oh, Squid Games is still dominating that. Holy fucking shit. Uh, Squid Games has spent uh, nine weeks in the top 10 of uh, non-English TV series. It, it garnered 42 million hours of viewing uh, just, la- just last week. Uh, but f- so in comparison, uh, Red Notice had 148 million, 720,000 hours viewed last week. Uh, that's because it's a new release and people really wanted to see The Rock and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot do a thing. Number 10 in non, non-English non TV is Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaba, Tanjiro Kamado, Unwavering Resolve Arc. It's the most anime shit I've ever heard. Oh, that's the other nice thing about uh, TV is they break it down by season. So yeah. if you go to uh, TV non-English or TV English, you'll see uh, Narcos Mexico season three. Then you'll have you season three. Uh, Big Mouth Season 5, Dynasty Season 4. Uh, you was on here three times, the Season 3, Season 2, and Season 1. So uh, at least you have like some context for what's up with this thing. Did you see the video of, like, I think it was uh, like a clip from like Fox News or something stupid. But it was like the guest was trying to say oh, that yeah. he was watching a thing on, on you. And the host was like, I didn't do an episode on that. He's like, no, I watched it on you. It's like, no, you on Netflix. And she's like, I'm not on Netflix. And it was amazing. What's on second? I don't know. It's on third. Third base. <laughs> I didn't need to actually watch that. I was like, oh, so it's who's on first. And then somebody said, this is like who's on worst, but stupider. It's true. Uh, so yeah, I care uh, about stats only to understand, and I think this is going to help everybody else understand, uh, what's actually popular and what stats are actually behind something. So like, I think we talked about it when the top 10 first came out was like, all right, I can't wait for the next series or the, the, the first series that comes out that's in the top 10 and then gets canceled. Like, what does that mean? So, well, now we're going to find out what that means because, you know, we'll be able to look at viewing stats overall and be like, all right, something hit the top 10. That fucking means nothing because it only had, I don't know, will take 14 million views for some reason, uh, even though that, that probably wouldn't happen. But like, yeah, like we might get a, a week that's like that where there's no views for anything. So it doesn't fucking matter. So it's just a bad show that no one watched. Yeah. But that's all it is, is like, you know, I get more context behind things I sort of care about. Uh, other people get context behind things they sort of care about, uh, but then complain incessantly when they're like, but there's no way to prove that these numbers are real. And then Dan gets mad. <clears throat> All right. Uh, our last news story this week is something that'll surely make you happy, which is that Arcane has been renewed for a second season. I'll talk about it later, but uh, cool. It, it better the way it left off is uh, literally uh, they, they could not have left you on a better cliffhanger. And no, no one's hanging off a cliff at the end of the episode. That would be a tremendous cliffhanger and uh, funny unintentionally. Uh, but this did get announced before uh, block three even in, came out. So hooray. 
Like uh, I, I just looked at the stats from last week. Uh, Arcane had 34 million views uh, among three episodes. So that's about 10 million people watching an episode or so, which uh, I don't know. That doesn't seem like a lot of people. So unless this was, this was cheap and honestly, it doesn't look that cheap. I don't I don't see how it's happening unless Riot is for, forking over money to say, hey, please keep the show going. Yeah, I don't know. All right, and uh, that'll bring us over to downstream. Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite line! Uh, so we have one trailer for this week, Dan, and it's for Don't Look Up, starring Leonardo DiCap- DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Jonah Hill, Meryl Streep, and uh, others. You can't forget Rob Morgan, everyone's favorite Turk from uh, the Marvel Netflix series. Yeah. Uh Based on real events that haven't happened yet, it's a dumb way to describe things. Uh, yep. Don't look up in select theaters December 10th and on Netflix December 24th. Don't look up tells the story of two low level astronomers who must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. Written and directed by Adam McKay. Uh, it's like. They they find the comet and. It's going to blow up the earth and no one believes or cares. Uh, So it's like idiocracy meets Armageddon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think this looks really bad. Dan, what do you think? I also think it looks really bad. Now, I will say, (laughs) I will say it looks better than the teaser made it look because the teaser made it look like fucking dog shit. Yeah, that's this true. looks better than dog shit. I can't wait to see Jennifer Lawrence still not caring about anything. That's true. Uh, my my least favorite part of the trailer was whenever, you know, uh, it's Jonah Hill and Jennifer Lawrence at like apparently a black site or something. I don't know. They're or like in a warehouse or something. And he just keeps going on and on about this bag that he had put over her head. And it's like, OK. Uh, let me direct you to uh, a bit about bagels that is much funnier and carries on for much longer. Yeah, because like it, it, it started out as potentially funny and then it became not funny. And then the, and then the bit ended. They didn't drag it out long enough for it to start being funny again. So <laughs> uh, learn your comedy, either be quick or take forever with it. And eventually this, it'll get there. This headbag is shit. Get me another one. All of our shirts cost four ninety nine. <laughs> <sighs> All right, uh, that'll move us into quick hits where we talk about some shit that we watched this week. <laughs> so, Caleb, uh, did you watch anything? Uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I was playing my Nintendo Switch. Uh, so I threw on uh, Tiger King season two. Oh, and uh, let me tell you, it's exactly what I thought. They didn't have any more story to tell. They just want that money. It's very bad, very boring. Yeah, that's kind of what I felt was going to happen. I I actually like pretty much watched the first episode, which was kind of interesting, actually, because like. Like, it's basically about, like, Joe Exotic supporters trying to get Donald Trump to pardon him. (laughs) Uh, So, like, they actually go to the fucking uh, 
January 6th rally and like people are just yelling at him like this isn't about this like nobody gives a fuck about Joe Exotic and people are like threatening him while wearing like Trump flags as capes because they're true American heroes uh, and like it's hysterical and surreal and then like they're like yeah let's get the fuck out of here uh, so like they're in the car leaving and then uh, it's like oh man I guess shit's like really going sideways <laughs> and it shows like <laughs> people smashing down the doors and shit and it's like oh shit that's fucking wild it, it was it was kind of wild but then like after that happened like the rest of it is like I said really boring and like sure I just kind of had it on as background noise like the second episode's like hey here's what Carol Baskin's doing here's what people think is going on with like the investigation into what happened to her husband but like other people think that you know, he just like was living a double life and disappeared. And like some people don't. And it's like, well, you don't really have anything to say. Uh, and it was really oh. boring. And like, oh, so it's like that those um, true crime documentaries that are like, I don't know. We just have theories. We have potential well-supported theories, but also we have this garbage theory that doesn't actually matter. Yeah. It's like some people think that the pyramids were built by aliens. Some people don't. It's like, all right. Who's to say? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I kind of let it just like auto play out and shut off eventually while I like went into my office and played Subnautica. <laughs> That's fair. Bad show. Don't recommend. Uh, I award it no points. Uh, what did you watch? I watched the last three episodes of Arcane. Uh, it's a League of Legends series. If you haven't paid attention, Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. I'm talking about Arcane again. I talked about it last week. Go listen to, to that to hear me talk about the first six episodes. This is the last three episodes. Hi, Jimmy. I'm here to talk about it. Uh, we played a game of Commander last night, and Jimmy literally asked us, Hey, have you guys talked about Arcane yet? And I said, I literally talked about it last episode. So here it is again, Jimmy. I'm talking about it. Uh, I love you, Jimmy. But uh, it's it's still good. It's still a very good show. Uh, I know those nerds are whoever runs the those nerds over there. Twitter account was like, it's the best show on Netflix. And I just went, OK, it's your opinion. I don't think it's correct, but it's your opinion. So, OK. I will say this. Ella Purnell, uh, everyone should remember her or maybe remembers her from Army of the Dead. She was Dave Bautista's daughter. Uh, She's a good voice actress. You know, good for her. Yeah, she's really good in this. Uh, so is Haley Steinfeld, who plays Vi. Uh, those two are uh, great casting. Good job, Netflix, uh, or whoever did the voice casting for the show. Uh, who wasn't Netflix? I don't know who it was, but it, uh, whoever they were, good job. Uh, the guy doing Jace, he's okay. Uh, the guy doing Victor's fine. Uh, you know. It's League of Legends shit minus the toxic voice chat, uh, or voice chat, uh, t- text chat, where everyone just calls each other an idiot for 45 minutes and uh, wins. And then they're still arguing after the end of the, at the end of the game. We're like, Oh my God, I'm the one who hard carried. Meanwhile, the guy is like, Oh, and 19. And the, the guy he's saying he hard carried against is like 45 and two. Well, maybe they should push mid. Just push mid. You know, just run it down. Fuck it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's, 
it, it's a it's a lore thing. Uh, so I don't care about it. That's that's a lie. I, I do care about it. Um, no, like it it tells the story of Piltover versus on. Uh, I don't know what you need me to see say if you haven't watched uh, Arcane to this point, uh, you're probably never going to watch it. But I do recommend it. I recommend it highly. It's still one of the better shows that came out of Netflix this year. Uh, it's just not the best. Okay. Uh, my, or my top five at the end of the year is just going to be only animated shows. I feel it. Feel it in my balls. Trying to think of stuff that came out this year that I actually liked. And would want to put on the top ten. I, uh, I, can, I can send you things. You'll be like, oh yeah, that thing. I remember that. Yeah, I won't really know until I like go through it. Well, I believe in you. All right. Uh, I guess with that, why don't we cut into a quick break? And uh, when we get back, we'll talk about our featured review for this week. Passing. You thought it would be the old mid-roll ad break, but it was me, the one that's a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure meme. The following patrons have abandoned their human frailty and joined Lord Dio's eternal army. Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Nick Haskins, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, James De La Rosa, Chris Yaney, Brianna Petty, Nate Wade, Alan Gallarisi, Casey Moore, Nerdrovert Jason, Sam the Hurlihy Boy Hurley, Giuseppe Vicaretti, and Dan's mother. If you'd like to become a patron so we can use your money to finally destroy the Joe Star family forever, Find us at netflixandswill.com slash Patreon. Brand yourself as part of our unholy army. Go to netflixandswill.com slash merch. Leave a review and tell me what a good job I'm doing as your immortal overlord. Visit netflixandswill.com slash Apple Podcasts. Thanks for helping us manifest our stand abilities, which give us the power to watch terrible movies and TV shows and do like rapid punches and stop time or whatever. Seriously, go watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 comes out in December. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get in our main interview topic for the week. Passing. Passing is a new drama film on Netflix. It's a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Passing follows the unexpected reunion of two high school friends whose renewed acquaintance ignites a mutual obsession that threatens both of their carefully constructed realities. This is written and directed by Rebecca Hall, based on a novel by Nella Larson, and it stars Tessa Thompson and Ruth Nega. Uh, Dan, what did you think of Passing? Uh, I like it. Uh, I especially appreciate its use of grayscale. I refuse to call it black and white because it's it's definitely grayscale. Uh, you know, uh, there there's a particular sequence that's you know about 15 minutes long that's bathed in light and it it works. And then the rest of the movie is shot in a completely different manner. And I just went, that's really good. That's really good fucking stuff right there. Yeah. Uh, also, I think the performances are pretty good. I know everyone's on Ruth Nega about it uh, and being like, oh, my God, she's so spectacular. And I just went, OK, I like her, but like she's no Tessa Thompson, who I think That's is true. the star of the movie. Yeah. What did you think? Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I don't know. I, I really like Tessa Thompson. Uh, I think that like. It's it's an interesting film like they they kind of hold back from like some of the things I was expecting them to do to like 
the point where like when the ending happens, I was just kind of like, wait, what happened? <laughs> but like, right. uh, in an interesting way, I guess. Well, I know Ashley was confused as I was watching it because she was like, wait, what happened? I don't know what happened at the very end of the movie. And I just went, this happened. And she was like, I don't get it. And then we had to rewatch it. And then she, she was like, oh, I thought this happened. Oh, OK, never mind. Uh, I'll get yeah, it. That. Leaves, it leaves it ambiguous enough that like you're not sure in the moments directly following it. Right. But uh, like, I don't know. This might be a little more spoilery than like what we want to go with like right up top but like if you were watching this movie and you didn't expect it to end with like a body then what were you watching yeah 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 uh that's true i don't know there 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 was still that moment uh and i'll i'll recall this moment forever uh when you know, we're about 15 minutes in and then Alexander Skarsgård's character walks in and he's like, hey, pet name he has for his wife, who's played by Ruth Nega. And I just went. I'm sure there's a real reason he has this that isn't, you know, racially motivated in any way, shape or form. And then he goes on to explain why she has that nickname for him. I'm like, oh, no, he's just a horrible, horrible racist. OK, got it. Yeah. Uh, and yet somehow was married to a black woman for years and had no idea. I know, right? Who? who? <laughs> I, I I just look at that and I just went, wait, what? How, how do you not know? Well, but like, I don't know. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that happens. But uh, I, I do enjoy the, the like the first 15 minutes is just kind of like bathed in white. Like it's very bright. It's very color. Like I would assume like vibrant and colorful. Uh, if it wasn't in grayscale. And then when you get back to um, Irene's house, you know, it's it's darker lit. You can tell that Tessa Thompson is a black woman as opposed to how in uh, the first 15 minutes she, you know, she's a bit darker complexion, but you probably couldn't tell that she was black. Yeah. Which, like, I guess I guess we didn't really talk about, like, what the. Oh, yeah. The point of the movie is, but like the title passing refers to, like, they're light skinned enough that they can pass for white. Also, and it's somebody, it's like the 1920s or whatever. Yeah. Also, somebody dying. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. That's so double entendre. Hey, we love those. But yeah, uh, I didn't really understand that concept until it was actually one day at a time brought it up where um, Elena, I think that's her name. The the daughter uh, apparently like the the brother was like, you don't, well, it's just because you don't look Latina. And she's like, are you saying that I'm passing? And then I'm like, wait, what is passing? And then I looked it up to figure it out. I'm like, oh, that's a thing? Okay. <laughs> and then this kind of brought it back up into my my subconscious and mind again. So what did you think of Andre Holland, who is probably the other big player in, in the movie? I like I liked him a lot. He's like the character who's like, grounded in reality and it's like mm. you know america sucks america was a mistake fuck fuck america let's move to south america where people aren't gonna just like extrajudiciously murder us in the streets and not face any consequences for it well you say that and it kind of brought up like the other well the third meaning of passing that i understood 
which was that she it like Tessa Thompson's character Irene is just kind of like letting all of these social issues pass her by because she is trying to make sure her sons don't hear about uh, the lynching of, of a of a man and just being like no 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 uh, let's keep our heads in the sand we want to keep focusing on uh, on things that aren't horrendous in our life we want to make sure we're we're doing what we're doing here and nothing's affecting us in our quiet safe space where no one can harm us but yeah. then you're like uh, uh. And and a lot of that subtext, they don't come right out and tell you that, but like um like it seems at surface level that she's just a mother who wants her children to remain innocent for a little bit longer. But Yeah, that's a good point. But unfortunately, like, um I mean we saw it with uh when they see us, like those kids those were kids. And they still, you know, you know, it wasn't extra judicious in, you know, the normal terms, but yeah, they made them serve hefty prison sentences that fucked them up for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Wasn't there that story of um the kid who who like cat called a white woman or something like that and then uh, got lynched by a fucking mob in Alabama? Not, I can't remember his name. But I, I remember that story. And then she uh, came out like years later being like, oh, no, I made that up. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. So like, you know, racists don't give a fuck. And to think we're less than 100 years from that. So go progress. Yeah. Uh, what would you rate this bad boy? Uh, I'll go with a seven. Seven. What am I talking about? Oh my god! What show am I on? Uh, I'll go three and a half. There we go. That's that's the one we're looking for. A three and a half. We we divide by two. Everybody. Uh, but yeah, it, it's good. Yeah. Uh, I I really like Tessa Thompson. I like the the use of color. Uh, Rebecca Hall's directorial debut is a pretty good one. Yeah, I'll also go with a seven, aka three and a half. It's uh, it's pretty good. Don't. Make fun of me. I've had a rough week. I played Magic the Gathering in substandard ways, and I want to die. It's okay. It's all my fault. The second game was Jimmy's fault. <laughs> uh, well, that moves us on to our patron request review from Sam Hurley. Well, fine, if you don't want my money. You mean, if we watch terrible movies, you'd give us money? Well, Sure. Mr. Caleb, welcome to the Patreon Review segment. And we are talking about The Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, the Hunt for the Wilder People is a 2016 adventure comedy drama film. It's a 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb. A national manhunt is ordered for a rebellious kid and his foster uncle who go missing in the wild New Zealand bush. Uh, this is written and directed by Taika Waititi. Uh, based on a book by Barry Crump. Uh, it stars Sam Neill, Julian Dennison, and uh, some side characters. So, mm -hmm. uh, what did you think of Hunt for the Wilder People? Uh, I watched this before. Random. I, I'm going to say randomly. Uh, I meant to, but like I also was just like, oh, I feel like watching this today. Uh, and I was, I was like, oh, this is a good movie. Uh, this time I gained a, a greater appreciation for it. So I would even go so far as to say it's a great movie. Yeah, I loved it. I've been want meaning to watch this for a long time. Um, glad that I finally did. It's actually extremely funny. Um, 
I also I really like Julian Dennison. He's just got like excellent comedic timing, I feel like. Um Yep. You might know him as Flame Fist from Deadpool 2 or Bellsnickel from the Christmas Chronicles. I, I was hoping you would remember Bellsnickel from the Christmas Chronicles 2. Yeah, I immediately looked at it and I was like, oh no, he's an angry elf. Yeah. Uh I didn't realize he was Flame Fist from Deadpool. Oh yeah. I have to well, I don't want to rewatch Deadpool. Uh, he's also in Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. Good for him. Good for good for you, Taika Waititi, bringing this fat little kid into our into our lives and being like, "Hey, you be in Hollywood movies." Yeah, I call him a fat little kid, but uh, literally the first five minutes of the movie is just fat shaming this poor kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I love uh, he gets taken in by this foster family. And uh, the woman who's caring for him, who is like genuinely very nice to him. She's just like, can I get you anything? Are you hungry? What am I saying? Look at you. Of course you are. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> holy fucking shit. <laughs> I love it. But uh, yeah, I, you know, she's she's not in the movie very long. Uh, also, I don't know if you recognize her, but the woman uh, from Child Protective Services or Child Services is uh Jeff Goldblum's right-hand woman in uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's almost like Taika Waititi has a cast of characters he casts in everything. Yeah. Including himself, uh, who, who he plays a very awkward preacher. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, that was fucking wild. That whole part, yeah. I was just like, the fuck is he talking about? I think that's the thing with, like, New Zealand humor. Uh, I say that uh, having only watched, like, this movie and then Thor Ragnarok, uh, which is very obviously New Zealand. Uh, also Flight of the Concords, but, like, they're very irreverent in how they how their comedy works. And it can either hit or it could horribly, horribly, horribly miss. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I thought uh, I got really excited whenever I saw Reese Darby. Uh, as the fucking like crazy man who lived out in the woods, because I was like, Psycho "Oh, hey, Steve. it's uh, it's the flight of the Concords manager." It's also the guy who gives you the mission in uh, Jumanji's one and two, well, yeah. two and three, which is a weird way to use Reese Darby. Actually, it's the perfect amount to use Reese Darby because I don't particularly care for Reese Darby. He's also the voice of um, oh god. The 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 butler dude from fucking Voltron Legendary Defender. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like him in these little bit parts, though. Yes, I think a little bit of Reese Darby goes a long way. I, I don't think he's a main character kind of person. He He's good for about five minutes and then fuck off. Uh, he's also Jim Carrey's boss in Yes, Man. Oh, my God, that's right. <laughs> I'm glad we can take these walks down memory lane together. I know. It's been a while since I watched Yes Man. Anyone, anyone wants to suggest that, uh, go for it. I don't know if it's on Netflix or not, but whenever it hits Netflix, uh, please feel free. I love that movie. Zoe Deschanel's in it. It's a weird relationship they have. Yeah. Because Jim Carrey's like 50. Yeah. But, I don't know. The Between, uh, between, like, Zooey Deschanel and like Ramona Flowers and Scott Pilgrim. I was like, 
very much into the manic pixie dream girl thing and uh that influenced a lot of my dating history uh for better or worse you sure you just weren't into bitches yeah i kind of think i just liked you know assholes you no you don't you don't kind of think you 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 were you did yeah i i was there it's like hey it seems like this girl can really uh fuck up my whole deal maybe i should date <laughs> her for 4 years all right uh let's propose this will this will be fun <laughs> excuse me are you the name of a state oh my god i'm so sexually attracted to you right now why is my name Florida? That's the name <laughs> of a state. I love when we I love when we heard that clip for the first time and like, oh my god, it applies to her. Uh you know what else is funny? I uh I used to work at uh like when I graduated high school as a bouncer at the BK Lounge. And uh I worked there with her and another girl whose name was Georgia. And uh, my one manager was like, hey, there you go. You can be in two states at one time. Well, were you? <laughs> eh, tried. Never got there. I mean, A plus for effort. They don't they don't even share a fucking common border. So. It's true. I mean, if you could, I mean, if you could have found a Florida, you could have straddled the Florida Georgia line. Hey, this is weird. It's a weird, uh, weird tangent we've taken. Uh, Sam Neill, I've never seen him in a comedy movie before. Uh, I have seen him in such uh, masterpieces, Nick, as Event Horizon. Yeah. Doesn't he tear his eyes out? He does rip his own eyes out, yes. That's because he doesn't, he doesn't, you don't need eyes where, you don't need eyes to see where they're going. Where we're going, you don't need roads. Yeah. Uh, what he means is they're going to hell. I always felt like Event Horizon could have been like a cool little like backdoor pilot into Doom, but they never went that route. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Sam Neill comedy movie. Uh, approve as as the straight man to the group. Yeah. I don't know. He's uh, he's great in it, too. Mm-hmm. He's emotional. Uh, there's that moment where uh, I told Ashley to leave because I was like, oh, yeah, this part. And then she's like, oh, this part. And then she ran away. To to go tend to our dogs, so she never heard uh, the the horrible horrible thing that happened on the screen. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I really liked the kid's dog. Like I I thought that was Tupac. one of the, the best parts of the movie. Yeah, Tupac. He's <laughs> uh like a boxer or pit mix. Yeah, something like that. It's a cool ass dog, and he uh, he really goes through it with him. Yeah, uh, I think my favorite shot of the movie is it's about halfway through and it's like a well, I, I would say 360, but it's actually like a 720 shot where it starts on like uh, Sam Neill and Julian Dennison, although it's very clearly not Julian Dennison. It is his stand in so they could do this all in one take. Mm-hmm. But uh, like they're sitting they're sitting they by the cross and it's supposed to be yeah. them and at like multiple times moving around. Yeah. It's pretty it's a fantastic shot. And I'm like, yeah, it's oh, really I, good. I backed up. 
I backed up. I'm like, actually, you got to watch this. And then I just went through the whole shot by myself. Just being like, that's a stand in for Julian Dennison. That's actually Julian Dennison. That's a stand in for Sam Neill. Now Sam Neill has come back around the camera to like uh, <laughs> do his cue for that. Then Julian Dennison came back around the camera to do his thing. Like, it was, you it was idiots. Great. These aren't them. You've captured their stunt doubles. Fantastic line. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, my God, Taiko Atiti, look at you fucking flexing on the world by doing this shit. Yeah. I don't know. Another part that I really liked is like their final like kind of Thelma and Louise moment where they're just like, fuck it. Let's just like, you know, we're going to get caught. So like, let's just fucking gun it and run it and see how far mm-hmm. we can get. And uh, it's like it keeps cutting to the bed of the truck. So you can see Tupac is just like not having it, but it's just checking in to let you know that he's all right. And he's still with him. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, um, there was the other thing. It was like when that, that truck flips over at the end and you're like, Oh my God, Tupac. And then Tupac, <laughs> the first thing you see is Tupac just walk out completely unscathed. But yeah. Good you know movie. What? Now I want a movie where, uh, you, you have a kid who, uh, you know, millennial kid or not a millennial kid, a zoomer kid who grew up with uh, CDs of, uh, gangster rap. And, uh, his best imaginary friend is Tupac. <laughs> who's played by Taika Waititi. Hey, he didn't choose the Skug life. The Skug life chose him. What does that even mean? What What is the Skug's life? You don't you remember the, the DreamWorks animated film, A Skug's Life? Actually, I guess that <laughs> one was Pixar. Dreams, DreamWorks did Ants with a Z. Oh, oh God. Do you remember Ants with a Z? <laughs> Do you remember Ants? <laughs> did you ever play the bug, a Bug's Life game on Game Boy Color? I did. I liked that game. That game was okay. Uh, I beat that game. Surprisingly, it was a 2D platformer. I'm fucking terrible at those games. Yeah. I had that in Toy Story 2. What I'm saying is, everybody, uh, get your 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 fucking uh, Anbernick uh, RG351 MP and then download fucking A Bug's Life and play that. Yeah. Since since we're just talking about random bullshit, uh, I also had a Game Boy game, which was Small Soldiers. Oh, my God. Uh, where it was a side scrolling platformer where you played as Archer of the Gorgonites. Uh, I, I fucking beat that game. It's uh, not good, but it's <laughs> it's about as good as the movie, uh, by which I mean uh, delightfully bad. I I need to play this game. I need to find this game and then download it and then take it with me to back to Pittsburgh whenever I'm randomly watching shit on TV on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, anything else you want to say with Hunt, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People or uh, are you done and want to give it a score? Uh, I think I'm good. All right. Then do the thing. Uh, I'm going to give it four stars. I'm also going to go four stars. Uh, I actually really liked it. Uh, I can't believe how much I liked it more the, this time than the last time. Yeah, it's real good. Yeah. All right. Uh, next week on the show, we're going to have our main review topic be Cowboy Bebop, the show that anime fans are fucking mad about. Uh, I'm sure it's fine. And then our patron requested review next week will also be Gladiator from Nick. Because he didn't want us to watch Live by Night for some fucking reason. 
don't worry, we're rectifying that. The following week, we're gonna watch Live by Night. That's my pay. That's my fucking cautionary deal of Netflix that I'm picking. It's gonna be great. What I'm saying is, Nick is bastard, man. Why Dan hate? I bet he was Gladiator. That's true. That's awful. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, tell them about where they can find the show that they're already listening to, Dan. Uh, Netflix.com is one stop shop for all things Netflix as well. Also, I forgot to mention I was on. Uh, we watched a thing with Billy Dunham. We talked about Red Notice for forty five minutes. Can you believe it? Can you believe we talked? Two people talked about a Red Notice movie for forty five minutes. I can't either. So go check it out and listen to what we had to say because it's uh, actually sort of interesting and insightful. Uh, I've got good news, Dan. My uh, Golbat evolved to Crobat. I'm glad you were very good friends with it. Yeah. Um, so obviously I have a lot going on here right now. So I will just say uh, until next week, this is Caleb saying we'll see you next Tuesday. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.